The Sea of Galilee is a freshwater lake in northeast Israel. It's the lowest freshwater lake on earth, sitting roughly 700 feet below sea level. It's about 13 miles long, eight miles wide, and at its deepest, deepest, it's about 150 feet deep. And it sits like a bowl surrounding, surrounded by hills, small mountains. And it's not uncommon for the water heated by the, by the sun all day to collide with the cool air coming down from the mountains, creating squalls and thunderstorms over the lake. And this is where we find Jesus and the disciples in today's gospel. After a long day, amongst a string of many long days of ministry, Jesus and his disciples hop in the boat to get away from the crowds and head to the other side. If you're like me, as they climb into that boat, you may have the beginning of a tune running through your head that sounds something like this. Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale. A tale of a faithful trip that started from this tropic port aboard this tiny ship. The mate, I'm going to assume was Andrew, was a mighty sailing man. The skipper, perhaps Peter, brave and sure. The passengers, disciples set sail that day. You know the rest, the, for a three-hour tour. Yes, a three-hour tour. The weather started getting rough. The tiny ship was tossed. Am I the only one that reads that when I read this gospel? Tell me I'm not the only one. You didn't know that the Gilligan's Island theme song was based on the gospels. It kind of helped set the stage for what we read today. But the circumstances for the disciples were far worse than the crew of the SS Minnow ever faced. For Jesus and his disciples, it was evening. So it was dark. They didn't have motors to propel the boat. It was propelled by wind and raw muscle by them rowing. And of course, as we heard, Jesus is exhausted from ministry, gets into the boat, into the, bow, into the uh, stern, and falls asleep. The boat was manned primarily by four men who grew up on the water, whose livelihoods were based on their ability to handle themselves on the sea. Peter, Andrew, James, and John. This is their domain. They were fishermen. They didn't sit on the shore casting fishing lines out to fish. They hauled nets in and out of boats for a living. They knew how to handle themselves on the open sea. Can we all agree with that, yes? Like Jesus, I too would feel like I was in a pretty good hands with those guys manning the boat. There's really nothing the sea has thrown at them over the years of fishing that they haven't seen before or weathered fairly well until that night. The storm that blew around them, the driving wind, the rain, the hail, the howl of the wind stirred up the waves and was fiercer than any storm they had ever seen or experienced before. As we read, the waves were crashing over the side of the boat. They're taking on water. Now, a veteran like Peter knows how to steer the boat 
to lessen the impact of the rough seas. But in this storm, on this night, it got away from him. And I can picture him shouting directions to the other disciples about how to row. And I could hear the disciples shouting back as things are just starting to spin out of control. You can picture the growing chaos around them. You can picture maybe James and John scooping water out of the boat because they're taking on water. I would not be worried if I'm with them until they're worried. <laughs> I'm a novice on the sea. I'm going to rely on them. I'm like, they got this. So what do our grizzled veteran fishermen do? It gets so bad they lose control of the boat and they panic. They're legitimately fearing for their lives. Now it's time for me to get worried. When they're worried, I'm worried. Because the guys that know the situation best actually believe they're going to sink and drown. Is that a fairly good recap? Including the tune, right? That's where we're at. So amidst the chaos, the noise and fear and panic and worry and terror, two things happen. First and foremost, they cry out to Jesus. They cry out. It's not a gentle, hey, somebody go wake him up. They cry out. That's the panic. Second, Jesus wakes up and says, quiet, be still. And he reveals to them who he is by calming the storm. And I love how our gospel writer Mark puts it. The wind ceased and there was great calm. He didn't say the wind slowly dissipated and the rough seas started to simmer down as the storm moved off the port bow and they eventually got the boat under control. He says the wind ceased. It stopped immediately at Jesus' word. And there was a great calm. The seas were instantly calm and flat and peaceful. Can you imagine the contrast of the howling wind and the noise and the confusion and the shouting from the wind, the rain, and in an instant, absolute silence. That silence must have been deafening. I even picture James and John with a half bucket full of water as it's all calm and then one of them just pours it out slowly, right? Because it's like, all right, whatever we were fearing is gone now. And they ask themselves the question that we, should, we too should ask ourselves. Who then is this whom even the wind and the seas obey? Who can com command the elements with just a word? Think about that. Not even the best weatherman in the world can do that. Al Roker, eat your heart out, bud, right? So who is this Jesus? And each of us are asked this question today as Mark in the gospel presents it. We're asked to answer this question not from just a historical perspective regarding Jesus from Nazareth, the son of Mary, and Joseph who walked this earth 2,000 years ago. We're asked this question in terms of who is this Jesus to me right now? Who do I say he is? And at some point, we each need to answer this question for ourselves, don't we? 
It's not about what anyone else says that he is, but who, who do I, each of us, say that he is? For our answer to that question is critical to our very identity as daughters and sons of God. And here's the thing. We need to ask God to reveal himself more and more to us. It's a simple prayer. Jesus, reveal more and more yourself to me. Simple prayer. Reveal yourself more and more. See, to me, Jesus is my Lord, my God, and my Savior. I know that that sounds like bulletin or bumper sticker material, but it's not. It's not rote. It's not, I don't say those words casually, and I certainly do not say those words gratuitously. He is mercy and love and truth. And I fear what my life would be if he did not reveal himself to me and speak to my heart words of tender love and mercy. He spoke those words when I needed it. It was 35 years ago in college that he stirred up my heart, the work of his Holy Spirit. That same Holy Spirit I received through the grace of baptism and confirmation. And it shaped my life ever since. My life has never been the same. So my heart is filled with gratitude. And I am forever grateful for his continued work in me through all the storms of life. This is why today's gospel is, is one of my favorite, not because of the jingle. I've been in those storms. And he's faithfully spoken peace into my heart time and time again. And I love that Jesus is in the boat with us with them. He's in the boat with us. In the trials of life that we face, he's in the storm with us. We're not alone. He does not leave us on an uncharted desert isle. He's with us. He speaks not only in the storms that rage in our life, but he speaks to our hearts words of peace. He says, quiet, be still. He'll speak words of comfort to us in the middle of the storm. Sometimes he does calm the storm. But, but my experience has been more often the storm continues to rage. But he speaks peace to my heart. He calms my heart while the storm rages on. He allows those storms to form us and draw us closer and closer to his tender love and mercy. Of course, the storms of life that we may face have faced or are facing now. They can be little squalls or they can be ferocious storms or somewhere in between where we feel like we're taking on water and we make sure to be sinking and drown. So as wave after wave hits us, we need to turn to him as our savior like the apostles did in the boat and cry out to him like the apostles did and let him reveal himself to us. We all know what these storms can look like. There's a lot of them, right? There's a lot of storms in life. They just keep coming wave after wave after wave. Whether we're battling illness or sickness, especially this past year, we know what that feels like. Living in fear, suffering the loss of a loved one, isolation, depression, 
difficulty in our relationships with our spouses, our children, our relatives, our family, the loss of a job or underemployment. The storms may be battling persistent patterns of sin. Our pride, our envy, our selfishness, our self-centeredness, maybe even struggling with sexual immorality. It could also be the waves holding grudges, not forgiving others that have harmed us, maybe seeking revenge, our anger, our lack of patience, or not even forgiving ourselves. We at times will have wave after wave coming at us. Maybe even that perfect storm where all these storms are starting to converge. You have, you have moments in life like that where those storms merge together. And all those waves that we face over time, we need to call out to him. He who made the universe and all that exists. He who can control the very wind and the seas with a word. The infinite God who created us to live in the unity and love of his trinity. He desires us. He desires to continue to reveal himself to us. And for us to know his peace, the peace that can only he provide. So we cry out to him, we turn to him. And again, sometimes he calms the storm. Other times, he gives us the grace to persevere through the crashing waves. This Jesus who died for our sins, who gave his life up for us to restore us into right relationship with the Father, today at this table gives us his very body and blood, soul and divinity. He speaks to the storms we face now, and he says, quiet be still for he is lord of all things visible and invisible even if we have the grace of calm seas and everything seems to be peaceful in us and around us with a grateful heart we still need to ask him to reveal himself to us more and more so let us pray jesus thank you for your continued work in us thank you for never giving up on us Please continue to reveal yourself to us more and more at this Mass in the coming days and every storm we find ourselves in. Give us the grace to cry out to you in the storm. Give us the eyes of faith to see your work in the peace we experience. And God, never leave us abandoned on an uncharted desert isle and help us to get that theme song out of our heads. Amen.